Hey guys, welcome back to Frontwing Damage FWD. This episode will be brought to you by Aditya Swaminathan and Siddharth Atparam. In today's episode, you will be getting the Hungarian Grand Prix review, and in that we'll be dissecting a few of the drivers' performances in what was a insane race. Uh, we'll also be talking about why Sebastian Vettel got disqualified and how that came about. And do stick around till the end to hear our thoughts on the Max versus Lewis championship fight. Hello, guys. Uh, we're back. This time uh, we're going to talk about the Hungarian Grand Prix. And I think we, I think me and Siddharth can have a moment of silence for those who missed out on this race. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I don't know why Aditya has no energy, but dude, what an absolute beast of a race, man! I am what shook. Ah, Jesus! It's been uh, an hour since the race is over. We're recording hmm. this at nine thirty, and I'm still hmm. in disbelief. I'm in. Sh- I'm speechless. I don't know what to talk. there are there are a lot of moving parts ladies and gentlemen a um, lot of things that happened and uh, oh my god i mean i'm just saying again what a bloody race that was huh this just comes to show that if you remove the top if you remove the top 3 drivers f1 is uh, very interesting other yeah, if you understand what i saying yeah i i completely so get it 2022 regulations ladies and gentlemen look out for it trust me when i say that yeah this and is anyways Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we yeah. have a lot. To, we have a lot to talk about, and I, I, I don't know if I can talk about it because I'm speechless. Yeah, so am I. Bloody <laughs> what a drive! This is Formula One. This yeah, this is, is the essence of racing. Yeah. This is why we love the sport. This is why, like, I, I, like an eight-year-old me was hooked onto the sport. Uh, uh... I mean I am disappointed but at the same time extremely happy if you understand what this I mean is, uh, yeah 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 for uh, sure for sure we had the win we had the win as it yeah yeah so we're talking as battle fans here guys as a battle <laughs> fan disappointed but I can't be too, I can't complain too much that that race was so yeah. great okay yeah. instead of saying Let's it's brilliant we'll get to yeah. why it it was brilliant okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah first yeah. thing uh the start oh boy Uh, before the start and, um it, it was predicted uh, a day before that the hungaro ring will be having a sprinkle of water uh, in terms of rain yeah. and uh, michael masi the race director um sent out a set of intermediates to all the teams so yeah. that's where immediately i knew that the midfield drivers will dominate the race in a certain way irrespective of whatever happens mm-hmm. Yeah, Siddharth actually did call me on Saturday and said, "Watch out for the the Aston Martins, <laughs> Sebastian Vettel, and maybe an Alpine <laughs> charging through yeah. the field. Get the right strategy yeah. right." And the thing was, they didn't get the strategy quite right. They got the start down to a team. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, we'll jump straight into the start. Um, so the, basically, the conditions were very greasy, and the track was yeah. uh, it had high levels of rubber and it was wet. The water didn't carry yeah. the rubber away. So if you know. Yeah. It, you think oh rubber is grip right not not in a wet track it means that the water creates a, a small layer over the rubber and makes it much more slippery than usual very so slippery it was very yeah it was very tough conditions for the drivers in the start and it it just goes to show you like if one driver makes a mistake 
the whole field can be disrupted and that's what happened <laughs> i think uh, uh, our boy battery voltas went for played <laughs> some you know we bowling before he uh, yeah. you know went for this but irrespective of the jokes i think there are two yeah. two perspectives that you can look at the i mean if I, i mean i need to get the data exactly okay uh, if i look at the data there are two cases one yeah. where it's it's clearly in a way it's a 50 50 fault between norris and uh, you know bottas and the other cases where it's majoritarily bottas's fault so yeah, obviously just and, tell exactly what happened so that the people understand well, well off the line uh, bottas had a really 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 bad start you know uh, he j- dropped down all the way to fifth you know from second and yeah. verstappen on the okay so verstappen on the outside he brilliant start you know he did it uh, he got he got off the line brilliantly and he was in second place and uh, norris gets ahead of bottas and they both are on the inside line and the thing was uh, norris is cautious going into c1 obviously you're in, on the inside line uh, and uh, the the track is greasy and it's just not uh, you wouldn't want to risk it all in lap 1 right but uh, yeah. bottas is little more confident and little more uh little more confident on the brakes and he thinks he can brake later but that he brakes into norris and norris uh goes into uh, verstappen and bottas gets into perez and you know that does oh. a whole bowling pin holy <laughs> bowling pin yeah, let me just cars. let me just give the list of all the drivers who got affected you had uh bottas who got affected lando ricciardo you had perez you had um, verstappen you had charles leclerc you had lance stroll so it, literally seven drivers were you know more or less whose races were finished so yeah. there were i'll tell you there were two there are there are two accused culprits and one definite culprit let me just get well, the definite culprit yeah. out of the way lance bottas. stroll what was oh, no, lance, lance stroll, stroll. Yeah, yeah what yeah. was he thinking What, what was he thinking? Lance I, Stroll, I don't yeah. understand. He, he did, yeah, exactly. Lance Stroll was just good. Went up the inside of Leclerc and went over Leclerc, actually. Ended both their races. Uh, I just think... There was that, no reason yeah. to go to be so aggressive down the inside. If he did not ride that... He did, he did not just ride the curve. He went over the bloody grass. And that's, he just spun. Yeah. It's embarrassing. That's not nice. exactly yeah. he tried to go for a gap that didn't exist uh, yeah. i'm not sure if he is so much of a racing driver now uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah for sure and then the second uh, suspected culprit i would say we bought us because he is he created the carnage basically and i'll i'll, I'll tell it from my point of view uh, yeah. yeah sure you may have thought of a brake later but in a race start you always have to adjust your braking to other drivers you can't break where you want to break per se you know it's all it all depends on other drivers and you have to sort of react to it and a driver of bottas's experience and level he should definitely have braked earlier and he's the one who created the carnage and in a way it's a total uh, master plan <laughs> it's, it's a master <laughs> plan like that what is that you know you have constant memes just do it yeah. even if it means sacrifice bottas and bottas wow yeah. what a what a torpedo he just went heroic sacrifice man but oh, yeah whoa, jokes apart jokes apart a horrible day for red bull man so yeah verstappen is is getting hit with a ton of bad luck right now you know the last race dnf yeah. this race dnf but i think that's a topic that we've saved for later 
So we want to focus only on this race now. Yeah, I just have another perspective to the same. Yeah. I have I have another yeah. perspective to the start too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now apparently, why Lando is another alleged a person to create for for the whole mayhem to have started is mm-hmm. now. So there are two scenarios on how you break in a wet race. Number one scenario is where you get it precise, like properly into. You never break late in a, in a wet race. Okay. Yeah, true. So yeah. you you either get precise in the proper breaking or you break earlier so that you you know you know you, you know what's going on around you. So why uh, Lando is alleged to have you know been one of the parts one of the moving parts of the mayhem is because he braked a little too early and it was pretty clear when you look at the replays he braked yeah. a little too early and yeah. Bottas did not expect it he he had no space to go right or left and he he can't anticipate the yeah. breaking can he. So well, he's supposed to in a way, but yeah, you go on. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like he, um, you know, uh, it's it's again, you know, it's 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 multiple people's fault. You can't put all the blame on blame on Bottas. You know, it's again immature, silly, um, stupid to put all the blame on blame on Bottas. Yeah, I'm not putting all the blame. I'm definitely putting more than fifty percent. And for me. It's a Grosjean 2012 without the flip. Yeah, true, 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 true. It's a Grosjean 2012 without the flip. And if you look at it from what I just said, Bottas kind of warrants himself a penalty for the next race, a grid drop maybe. Not too harsh, maybe a two-place or a three-place grid drop uh, for sure. And if they do find evidence that Norris, you know, break considerably early than everyone else, which is kind of... Weird because in a, in a, in the start situation they normally do not give the person who's ahead the penalty. True. They definitely go to Bottas if there is action to be taken. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And uh, that start resulted in a red flag because there was loose debris yeah. and cars everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the red the red flag was a, a, almost a certainty at that point, and that's when we had. The restart is when when we had the weirdest moment in F1 history. So, uh, <laughs> so just a backdrop to the yeah, okay, yeah. okay. You want to give it or shall I do it? I'll give it. I was I was just gonna give it me. Come, come, come. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so in the last five minutes or so of the red flag, you're not supposed to touch the car. You can't change tires. You can't make any repairs that you were doing. You got to freeze. You got to leave the car untouched, basically. Keep the wheels on and uh, get re- ready for the race. So uh, at this point, the last five minutes, the track started drying rapidly. Became almost slick conditions. It became slick conditions. Yeah. So a lot, all these drivers were on intermediate. So they decided uh, at the end of the formation lap, they would enter the pits and change for you know dry tires. Yeah. Everyone did that. All fourteen drivers who were, who were remaining on track did that, except for Sir Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> who's. Uh, who was the only <laughs> driver to restart on the grid, which is which is, looks so weird to watch. I mean, yeah. fire red lights go out and Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> this is one Mercedes going off and mayhem in the pits. Uh, Mazepin uh, gets struck out by a wild Giovinazzi. You had Latifi yeah. overtaking a bunch of drivers. Yeah. It, was, it was just carnage in the pits. And in the carnage yeah. came out uh, Esteban Ocon and Sebastian Vettel. Uh, two yeah. and three point. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was just uh, very silly for Mercedes. They thought they were being too smart. 
So apparently what happened was why it was Hamilton wanted to dive into the pits too. So why Mercedes kept him out was because uh, they wanted him to, um, uh, they, they thought that it would rain and the dampness would increase. So keeping him outside on the intermediate would be the smarter move. Well, it did backfire big time. It cost him the win. Easy win it was. It was a yeah. definite win for Hamilton. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, I mean, thanks to Mercedes, we had a very interesting race. But on a whole, they did really bottle it big time. Yeah, true. I would call that a Mercedes bottle job in a way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Hamilton played at the end of that lap and he comes out last. And uh, he had a good drive. He had a very good drive. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, but then it just goes to show you, man, that Mercedes versus the rest of the grid, <laughs> when you put them side by side, it's like they're on two different levels. Man. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus, that's why man. I keep saying all these Hamilton comeback drives in quotation marks. Really, does, does that he, great. This time he did have to fight. I'll give them that because overtaking stuff in Hungara ring. But yeah. Mercedes that's off to their strategy. You know, first of all, pitting that bit early onto the, the hards, that, that undercut really worked him and brought him into the top 10 uh, comfortably, yeah. Yeah. the top seven, yeah. top six area. He, and from then on, you know, he just pushed, pushed, pushed. Uh, Hamilton, you know, brilliant drive from him. You know, fastest lap, fastest laps. He was the fastest driver and you expect him to be. And then yes. he he got the championship lead and he did the he made the job, right? He finished yeah. the job. You know, I'm completely mean, capitalizing this... on uh, completely he... capitalizing on Max's failure. Exactly. And he just he he did the best he could. I mean, if you see if you see him after the race. Uh, he was dehydrated, tired, and just lethargic and non-lethargic, fatigued in nature. Yeah. And he just he barely could even spray the champagne. So just showed how how much effort. And he was just consistent, consistently quick, consistently trying to get past drivers, get past ah, it it very mesmerizing drive. But at the same time, like Aditya said, he is in a car that's nearly 10 years ahead of the other cars <laughs> in general, yeah. if you see in terms whole, of their uh, especially in Hangar ring. You notice the yes. practice times, uh, they were comfortably a second and a half quicker, second quicker. So exactly. So, comfortably yeah. on a one lap run in qualifying. Over, okay. over the course of a, of a race, it becomes one and a half or two seconds sometimes. And yeah, exactly. it just shows you the class, the, the difference in class. So yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why, in my opinion, Hamilton didn't get into our top three drivers just yeah. because of his car. And I it's mean, justifiable as well. Yeah, exactly. If if it weren't for that Mercedes strategy and everything, I mean, hats off to the Mercedes strategy team. They really, I mean, the podium is what, you know, podium, they got a podium despite messing, bottling their whole strategy up. So that's, that's props. Exactly. Props to Hamilton. So uh, we're going to focus on a battle for the lead of the race. Who would have thought? Ocon <laughs> versus Sebastian Vettel. Esteban I mean, uh... Ocon. What a drive from him. He yeah. is driver of the day for me. Yeah! <laughs> yes, guys. Oh, well you just won the Hungarian Grand Prix. Well done, mate. Simply brilliant. And it's not like he was slow. He was the second fastest driver on track with Vettel. Yeah. Yeah. 
you on a draft that had the likes of signs uh, ferrari the faster than alpine you had gasly again the alpha tauri could be compared to the alpines and you had verstappen although a damaged verstappen he was second only yeah. to lewis hamilton in that in, in that race he, yeah exactly that's why he is a lot more impressive yeah exactly and he really really impressed. he didn't put a foot wrong despite being in the lead of the race and you're being attacked by sebastian vettel in a fast was not an easy guy to be <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> Phenomenal, phenomenal drive from Esteban Ocon. Exactly. And, you know, in a way, you know, if you just see um, that Alpine, he was consistent, you know, consistency and you know, composure oh, yeah. personified by uh, Ocon's drive. And as Aditya yeah. said, he did not, he did not make even one, literally not even one minute mistake. There was no mistake. Yeah, he didn't lock up. He didn't lock up Vettel once. Vettel went wide sometimes. And this, he was... Dude, this is why I feel... I've told you... I've told him this on the podcast as well. I, I still have a feeling that Mercedes should consider Ocon for that seat. True, true, true. I'm, I'm I completely agree. And would, people would, have think... made... People have said, are you, are you joking? Are you kidding? Russell is this, Russell is that. Dude... Ocon, dude, just look at his drive today. Imagine being attacked consistently by a car which seems to be a little quicker than you and not even making a small, even a minute mistake. Ah, man, what a beast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. But then, uh, just, just slightly going tangential, you mentioned yeah. Ocon, to Russell, Ocon to Mercedes. I think he's embedded into that Alpine system. So There's an exit clause, apparently. That is an exit clause, but personally, for Ocon, I think he'd stay, you know, French driver winning in a French... I'll, I'll make it even more mad, okay? A French driver in a French car with a French engine because it's not the same. Yeah. It's, the, it's a French engine. It's a French car. He's a French driver. It's Allez le bleu. Allez le bleu. Allez le bleu. Oh my Bro, God, dude. Have, He's, it, uh... is, it is poetic. This win was yeah. poetic. Poetry in motion. Who ever even thought Esteban Ocon? The huh? man from the caravan. To yeah, win the man from F1. the caravan. Mm, oh. Inspiration. I've always been inspired. I don't know, but I've yeah, always same. been inspired a, by. You know, yeah, yeah. As a driver from a, a lowering income background, you know, he's really lower. Inspired. He's zero. Well, yeah, compared to the like the. I mean, he he's made it to the, the rest of the grid. Nothing, yeah, exactly. exactly. He sold oh, his house to live in a caravan. He sold ah, his house to live in a caravan. Such an really inspiration. Is, yeah, super inspirational for me personally. Esteban Ocon, yeah. you know, from day one, you know, after hearing his story, you know, always thought this, this driver something special. He's something yeah. special. The mental yeah. strength he has, for sure. On yeah. another level. But uh, yeah, on a whole, you know, it was it was just very captivating. And uh, just coming to, I Sebastian Vettel. I mean, well done, well done, Sebastian. P two. Oh man, I tried, I tried, I tried the whole race. Man, following is so difficult. We're faster. Oh. Sorry, guys. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the driver who is behind Ocon, Sebastian Vettel. 
Oh, it was it was it was really exciting and disappointing at the same time as a Vettel fan. But you yeah. can't fault. You can't. You really can't pick any fault. You know, as I said, second driver alongside Ocon, he matched Ocon everywhere. The thing was, he was and dude, fast. you do, do, do. You forgot to say one thing. He's in a bloody shit box of a Aston Martin. Who car? Yeah, Aston Martin cars can't follow another car. That it, it, you can see that by the sector two. By the end of sector two, uh, Vettel would lose two or three tenths to Ocon. And surprisingly, not more actually. The, the the car looked so unstable. If you just look, if you just look at the Aston in general, dude, they're very they're not. Both these drivers are doing a huge job in actually, and that's why I think you know Otmar uh, knows that that car is not good, but the drivers are phenomenal and are dragging that car into points on certain occasions mm-hmm. and podiums mm-hmm. as well. So exactly. Aston Martin, and I, I should be lucky to have two amazing drivers. I don't think Checo would have done this, to be honest. Trust me when I say that. To be honest, yeah. I mean, uh, Vettel kept his tires alive. He was, I mean, his consistency was out of this what world. Consistency was in that first stint. In that first stint, he knew what his pace was and what Ocon's pace was, and kept consistently at that one point two mark, one to one point two, all the time. Uh, 1.2 seconds away all the time and his plan in his mind would have been to would have been to finish the undercut but unfortunately he had a slow stop by just a second it's not even that slow but one second that's how fine the margins were and if that stop had been finished that would have won the race it's all just fine margins here and yeah i mean fatal you know despite struggling with the uh, understeer in second Too because of dirty air and whatever he 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 did pressure Ocon to the very end of that race, saving those tires, you know, keeping them alive. He gave Ocon a run for his money, and honestly, just a brilliant race from uh, Sebastian Vettel. Ha, ha ha ha! Run for his money. Ocon has no money. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, you but know, yeah, yeah, in general, you know, context, yeah, a little more context of Vettel's weekend. He's he'd been struggling the whole weekend, complaining of exactly. I just wanted to problem. touch upon that, you know, Vettel Friday, Saturday, he kept on complaining, guys, I can't keep up the pace throughout the lap. I can't keep the lap together. I'm, you know, ha- having crazy front graining of in long runs. Graining is where. Your tires keep on treading off, and it keeps on just losing its potency. I'm losing grip. I'm lose. I'm I'm having understeer problems. Everything yeah. that Aston is so bad, man. In the sense, it's not meant to be up there. But either ways, you know, he persevered. P10 in qualifying, brilliant. I would say brilliant qualifying by him. He's put that car up where it's not. It it's, it does not belong there, and, and um, he put it on the podium. It definitely does not belong in an F. And I'm, you know, just in just just in general, you know, I just want to give some contact context 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 to, to, <laughs> context to the race. You know, uh, if if you just look at it, you know, that Aston is not supposed to be there. He is just he just dragged that Aston. Uh, if you just see sector one, sector three, he's it's it, sectors one and sector three in general is the raw pace of the driver. Okay, it's the raw pace of the driver. 
And he absolutely was flamboyant in sector one and sector three. Sector two, where it was all about the aero package of the car, is where he actually failed. And that's where Aston need to start developing in terms of the aero in general. Um, And, you know, if you just see, if it weren't for Sebastian in that car, if it was... Trust me, uh, it's hard to explain, you know, the amount of the amount I've seen of Sebastian. If it weren't for Sebastian in that car, this race would have been dead long ago, you know, within yeah, half the race. If it were for any other driver, he they wouldn't have been able to keep the tires running. They wouldn't have been able to be consistent. They wouldn't have been able to follow. That Aston, like Aditya said, that Aston is so hard to follow. So exactly, you know, what it means to follow is so when a car is ahead of you, say about 0.4 seconds ahead of you, there's something called dirty air that uh, is collected from the car ahead. So due to this dirty air, you have crazy vibrations in the car, creating instability in your, you know, balance in general. So it gives you oversteer sometimes, understeer sometimes, unpredictable stuff. So that Aston is, according to me, the, the worst, one of the worst to follow. He followed multiple laps, like at least 10, 15 laps. He yeah. followed it on the straights. He kept his braking perfect. Ah, oh, it's hard for me to emphasize, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I just want to get to one small, very small tangent. Very small tangent. Yeah. Sebastian has a good chance next year. I'm just telling you. True. Give him true, a championship true. winning car. Give him a championship winning car. <laughs> he is not, he's not gone in any way. Give him a championship winning car. The budget cap, everything should work in Aston Martin's favor. We you have a brilliant driver pairing in Lance Stroll and Sebastian Vettel. Sebastian Vettel, according to me, should at least come P3. Or if <laughs> things go well next year, champion. But yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean. For sure, hit the nail on the head. The battle's far from done, and yeah, this race frustrating for him. You know, we would have liked to seen the win, but yeah, I mean, come on, Ocon winning. Ocon, yeah, 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 definitely. You know, I was in, I was in tears. You know, that was just fantastic. I was, I was, I was inspired. Yeah, it was an inspiring drive for sure. And just you know, I just want to touch. I just want to give a small thing on. Con's personality. I have never seen a more jolly person, a humble, uh, humble just, you know, so humble, just fun to be around, uh, positive vibes, um, yeah. is, is, is funny. Oh my God, dude. I have told multiple Ocon's times that I like Espanacon a lot. Ocon's been underrated <sighs> for a while. And we've touched up, touched up on it like a million times in the previous episodes. Ocon's underrated driver. And when people, when, when anyone mentions Ocon's seat is under threat, I get a little upset. No way. No Come way. Come on, this guy, this guy is underrated. You're not seeing the, the capacity of, of Esteban Ocon. And today, I think he put it on display. He put it on for sure. Oh, he wagged the finger, man. He wagged the P1 finger, man. What a beast. Ah, yeah, what a beast indeed. Well, first of all, congratulations to the team, to Steven. This is an amazing day for Alpine. I'm so happy for the guys. And uh, yeah, we race hard, we race clever. Okay, next up is Fernando Alonso. Okay, though Fernando finished uh, behind his countrymen, what a what a performance he put in, man. What a shift. And yeah. to be honest, it was a standard shift until those last 10 laps. 
those yeah. last ten laps showed he is forty, man. He's a forty-year-old, and he's holding up Lewis Hamilton on fresh Lewis Hamilton, who was on the medium tires uh, when Alonso was on the hard tires. There's a difference yeah. in compound, which is about like seven tenths of a lap. That's a huge amount, and that that's when you're in the same car. <laughs> Hamilton's in a Mercedes, Alonso's in an Alpine, and oh boy, does does that the the, the, the defending? You know they're going wheel to wheel into C four. Such I've I mean I've seen I've seen aggression before, but that grit, that will of Alonso. You know I'll take back my words. Alonso deserves staying F one for an, another two years easily. This oh how many years he wants to? He's he's winding back the years. Forty more like twenty man. Dude, what dude, 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 dude. My dad was watching with me, and the way he was defending, dude. What is it? It's like a perfect. He was under the line of beyond aggression, you know, where it's not like, uh, you know, yeah. penalty aggression and everything. Yeah. He was right on the limit. He so gave experience. Hamilton enough space. Yeah, dude, what a bloody beast, man! Oh, ah, breathtaking, absolutely. Breathtaking. I was jumping. He was. Yeah, was exactly. Jumping. He understood the track like like the back of his hand and knew <laughs> where to push, where not to. Unfortunately, the tires, you know, the difference in tires and performance came in. But up until that point, a stunning drive. He, he made Hamilton make mistakes. Hamilton did lock up, didn't he? He went wide. And without Alonso, Ocon and Vettel wouldn't have finished 1-2. No, it was. It, they would have been far behind. Exactly. Alonso holding Hamilton up for, five, for those five laps was so crucial for giving them the win and the podium. But, uh, it frustrated uh, Hamilton. Alon- and you know, not just that, you know, Fernando Alonso uh, hugged uh, Esteban Ocon and lifted yeah. him up. You know who the last winner for Renault was? Uh, Alonso, right? Yeah, 2006. Uh, dude, he lifted him up. 2008, and just, you know, he- 2008 Singapore was the last win for the Renault name. Okay, okay, you know, okay, okay. No, I meant 2008. Sorry, I, I got my yeah. numbers wrong. 2008 was yeah. la- no, I was saying if you saw he was pointing at a con and saying, You are the man, you know, he yeah. uh, that's just brilliant teamwork, you know, an old, yeah. an experienced dude uh, with a young and upcoming driver. Uh, brilliant yeah. scenes, you love to see it, yeah, you love to see it, and that's why he got number three for us that sheer grit, that determination to be yeah. in that top five. To you yeah. know, say, nah, I'm not giving you the positions. I don't care who you are. I, I, I'm I'm Fernando Alonso. Yeah. I am Fernando yeah. Alonso. That's what that's what he he showed that he personified yeah. the drive. And what one a, more thing I would like to add beast. is, Lewis Hamilton himself struggled behind an Alpine for so long, despite being uh, good point. Good point. And, uh, uh, just repeat the whole thing. Just repeat it. Repeat it. Repeat it. Yeah. So I, I was saying, Lewis Hamilton himself struggled behind an Alpine, uh, despite being on uh, much fresher tires and in a much superior car. So I think you got to give Vettel a lot more respect now because you know being behind an Alpine wasn't easy, displayed by Lewis Hamilton. Uh, yeah. So yeah, more credit to uh, Vettel for just you know Seb. being consistent and uh, you know giving Ocon again a run for his money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're you are you're thinking of that no money <laughs> But yeah, in general, you know, a, a brilliant display of 
just you know defending by uh, fernando alonso p9 yes, fantastic fantastic yes guys yes 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 we bloody deserve that we deserve that that's two and a half years of graft right there p8 p9 Yes, amazing job, amazing job. Well done, everybody. Well done, everybody. So the last topic of the race we want to talk about uh, in particular uh, with regards to the race, God, I'm really bad at sentence formation, <laughs> uh, is a George Russell and Nicholas Latifi. Uh, Nicholas Latifi, ahead of, yeah, Latifi finished ahead of Russell. But Williams in the points, finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> with, half, with half the grid being taken out. <laughs> yeah, yeah they were lucky. They were lucky. Yeah, true. But then they really didn't. Uh, I mean, yeah, they showed their pace. They were consistent. Uh, they didn't. They did fall dramatically behind Latifi for good third for the whole mm-hmm. first stint. But yeah. you know, we all know this is gonna happen. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Latifi. Ahead of Russell, that's the most surprising thing. But take nothing away from Russell as well, man. Uh, he has, both the drivers did a really good race. And it goes to show, I would like to highlight this on Latifi a bit more. He is not, he's grown into that Williams seat. He's really matured and he's he, he knows what to do now. His experience is coming in. And yeah, watch out for him. He's not, he's not that bad of a driver as you think he is. And there's he's no way, dude. He's dude. He came third in the F2 champion. He's not bad in any way. Uh, he showed that he can um, this thing defend well, be consistent, and just bring the car home in general. Yeah, and he. So did for bring... all of those, for all those of you who are haters in general, in towards any driver, you know, you're just the loser, you know. They are living their... It's hard for me to explain, you know. You're just yeah. a loser by hating anybody. Yeah, they're living the F1 life and you're not. Yeah, exactly. So that's the difference. Uh, but yeah, again, Williams, to solid drive, Russell finally getting those, the points in the Williams, man. Emotional. Yeah. Emo- I mean, sure, it wasn't his best drive. By, by far, it wasn't his best drive. But yeah, sometimes these kind of drives just get you points, you know, when you're lucky and when when you capitalize on uh, the carnage in front, it does give you good points. So yeah. Yeah, I tried my best, guys. Obviously from 15th, we cannot be too disappointed. But uh, yeah, let's, let's continue. Second half of the season is ours. Carlos Sainz, unfortunately, we completely forgot to talk about him while originally recording the podcast, but I've added a segment in. Uh, This is just my thoughts on his drive. You know, he obviously crashed out in qualifying, but managed to pull through and earn himself a podium now that uh, Sebastian Vettel's been disqualified. But yeah, you got to credit his drive, you know, making uh, making up 12 places. Even though half the grid got taken out in front of him, but still, nonetheless, he did show some good pace. Although he couldn't defend uh, Lewis Hamilton at the end like uh, Alonso did, he still showed in a good performance. Uh, I mean, he would have expected better considering he he was in one of the best cars that was left on the grid. But otherwise, it was a solid performance. Nothing, nothing too great. 
But yeah, I did earn him a podium, so big shout out to Carlos Sainz as well. So guys, uh, we just received news that uh, Sebastian Vettel has been disqualified from the Hungarian Grand Prix. Uh, it's a pretty heartbreaking one, especially as a robbery. Uh, well, I wouldn't call it that. It was a clear breach of the rules. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, uh, it, it's heartbreaking. I was on a high yesterday yeah. after Seb's podium, and I was thinking, you know, yes, fine, till August 29th. I can be nice and happy and everything. <laughs> yeah. And the FIA tries to screw me over by saying Sebastian <laughs> has got a disqualification. Um, Aston want to appeal it, but they know too that they screwed up. Uh, and yeah, just on the whole, the disqualification. So at any point of the race, the FIA can approach the, any team and ask them to show one liter sample fuel from the car so you after have to race. always have at any point of the race they can ask no at, at so the, if they've stopped if, at, if, if, if they've stopped ask, dude dude wait, no no like a red flag or something no what no, i mean is it a red flag uh, no that's yeah, what exactly. the, that, that, that's what the article says that's what the article at says any at any point of the race of a stoppage the team yeah. can be asked to present one liter of fuel at any point of time yeah. Well, it's not like the it's not like Aston Martin could show zero point nine or something. <laughs> they could only yeah. present point three of a liter, zero point three liters. They are going to have to somehow get that zero point seven out of some play. I don't understand what they're going to do, but they still have a lot to show. Um, yeah. So so this could mean one thing that you know they were running. Thing is that we, as we said, that that car is very shit. It's very bad, uh, and uh, they realize that if that they could, they can't keep up with Esteban if they run on a regular engine modes or uh, slower engine modes to conserve fuel. So they went just went berserk and said, you know, YOLO, we live once, you only live once, and just go for it, just go full high engine mode. And um, so that's so higher the engine mode, the more fuel is consumed at the same time. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, things that Aston Martin have uh, shown the intent to appeal, uh, and the FIA has like about eight hours ago, uh, um, you know, accepted their appeal. And Otmar and Aston Martin have eighty-eight more hours left. I mean, a total of ninety-six, but now it's eighty-eight hours left to present that extra. 0.7 liters. So apparently, according to Aston's data, they're only they, they have they can show a total of 1.96 liters. But the fact that they're not being able to one reason why they're not being able to is because the car has been impounded. It's been taken away by the FIA. So so the, the only way they're being able to say that 1.96 they should be able to give is through data. And data is everything. So I, I'm sure the FI will accept data since we know that fuel is volatile. The racing fuel is volatile, high high octane fuel. So it could vaporize uh, at regular temperatures. So yeah, we we can we could be seeing a turnaround in the uh, decision. But as it stands right now, Sebastian Vettel yeah, so. has been disqualified. The 18 points has been reduced. His Hungary podium has been given back. 
and the FIA are absolute idiots. Well, I wouldn't. Uh, I would remove the last sentence because they're just doing their job. But it's a it's a pretty unlikely turnaround. I doubt uh, AM would win the appeal. Uh, you know, because simply because it's a technical infringement, and there is there is very few cases where you bounce back from a technical infringement. Uh, this this is the same thing that happened in qualifying for uh, Vettel way back in 2012. If anyone remembers in Abu Dhabi, uh, where he started from the pit lane and uh, drove up the uh, order to third. In in qualifying, you get disqualified from qualifying. You get disqualified from a, a race. That's uh, so that's the, that's what the rule says. Any competitive session, it it uh, warrants you disqualification if you can't provide the fuel sample. Uh, for me, Aston Martin should have calculated this a bit more. Maybe not have done the whole. Maybe not have gone as far into the cool down lap. Maybe just stop at the line or something. But yeah, I I feel like this could have been avoided. Oh, Otmar has come out saying that Sebastian still had 1.74 liters of fuel left in his car, and they can prove that. Well, yeah, if they can prove that, it's it would be really good. But as of now, uh, Vettel is because the thing is that it has huge implications on the driver's standings if uh, yeah. Sebastian gets this call because he was dude, he was in the top ten and well in the exactly. top ten of the drivers' championship. He was ninth if you consider yeah. this podium. And yeah. pulling that and even Aston, Aston Martin, Aston Martin were fifth or uh, were fifth in the were, championship. They were closing, yeah, exactly. They were closing in on fourth as well. So yeah, I mean, uh, I'll just just read out in general what the if I have said um, they've just said that you know it was not possible to take out a liter sample from car number five. Uh, they were only possible to pump out zero point three liters. Usually, you should have 1.44 liters left, but one liter is also more than enough. And this is breaching of Article 6.6 of FIA technical regulations. The stewards uh, have given them the liberty to show an intent to appeal. Yeah. So Aston, on in general, have appealed. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so you know, they just got to find the uh, evidence of the extra fuel. Uh, yeah, yeah so they I think, have. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think a team boss will come out saying, uh, yeah, yeah, that uh, we have evidence simply like that. Well, yeah, fingers crossed they do because that was a very, very good drive from Sebastian Vettel. So uh, another thing we would like to talk about is uh, Lewis versus Max. This championship battle we all predicted uh, uh, the start of the season. It's gone. It's gone and exploded into a fiery, you know, uh, a fiery war between the drivers and the fans. Yeah. Really, it's fire. It, yeah. it could be one of uh, F1's greatest modern rivalries. Um, as the, as much as they they'd fist bump or out of track, I think there's no love lost on track. So, what are your thoughts? How how's how do you think this will pan out by the end of the season? I just I'm not feel asking like you. I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you to pick a winner. But how do you think it would like? That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm not saying any winner as such. But yeah. according to me, I think its tensions are rising very high. Um. The you know in general, 
uh, if this is the intensity of the championship that's going to extend till uh, abu dhabi slash jeddah uh, we're going to see uh, you know it, it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen uh, in the future so yeah. yeah so we had you know uh, a long season a long championship really tests the mental strength in general you had jens button mark webber sebastian fettel kimi raikkonen and fernando alonso uh, and lewis hamilton really going head to head for the championship in general so and you know that was very tense that was extremely tense okay so but if you see in the long run usually lewis versus nico lewis versus sebastian in his ferrari stint lewis has always been stronger in the latter part of the season he is really strong mentally so i i i mean i would say that if this is the t- intensity the let's say the apparent hatred between the two drivers uh things could get very interesting on track we could see moves that haven't been pulled before on track we could see new things happening on track new tactics just because there is a certain amount of ego now uh, lying between you know also christian versus toto so yeah in general it's going to be very exciting yeah i mean uh, just when you said new tactics right uh, uh, red bull at hung at uh, hungary they responded to lewis's super early pit stop and they decided to go for the stop the next lap uh, just to you know stay ahead of lewis even though that failed they still tried that and you know at both teams would be scraping points you know uh, we saw we saw in uh, in the british grand prix perez just pitting uh, to take away that one point that uh, fastest lap away from lewis hamilton so you're right in terms of new tactics and you know tactics to get them the, the best uh, the the best points possible if it, if it means reducing the other team's points or gaining points for yourself exactly so yeah uh plus i think the media in general with uh with social media right now and how the fans are way more engaging into the sport you're going to see a lot more you know it's going to get really intense in the last few uh the, the second half of the season as we head into spa because yeah because social media is such a big platform right you know the f1 is one of the highest engaging uh, pages on uh, sports pages on instagram and like that that's just a, a platform for fans opinions and it's there for everyone to see so i think when you bring that kind of side to it alongside the, your traditional media and your interviews and you know fans are on track right now like fans can go watch races and they, yeah, they yeah. can be drivers they can really get involved so i think that that's an aspect you have to watch out for as well so i don't think exactly. this battle is over i i don't think no way uh, it's, it's, if nothing it's going to it's going to get yeah. even more intense it's going to yeah. get harder hamilton uh, hamilton may have the championship lead now but i don't think max will just sit back he has an eight point lead uh, as we're talking you know yeah depending mercedes are bringing uh, an update for belgium battle disqualification yeah and watch out for those mercedes updates uh, they <laughs> because have always they've always good. shown to be they've shown to be ridiculously good uh, in the belgium. second half of the season and uh, honestly i would like to draw a parallel between uh, this year and 2018 between vettel and hamilton uh, vettel yeah. obviously strong first half uh, winner of monaco <sighs> you know 
uh, yeah win, winning monaco uh, and just generally you know really quick until that famous hockenheim race where uh, hamilton got you know uh, hamilton got lucky basically and he didn't dnf uh, and got lucky with the whole pit situation with uh, raikkonen as well and uh, managed to win in hockenheim when uh, vettel dnf and i think do you see a trend do you see a trend where verstappen's dnf in uh, uh, britain and uh, poor race in hungary you know the 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 two consecutive uh, uh, opening lap crashes for verstappen do, do you think that, that that will play a psychological effect for him definitely because verstappen and the thing is that vettel you know vettel knew what a championship this is the first time verstappen's fighting for the championship so it will be new waters for him and it will be a psychological blow he'll probably have even more of uh, bad waters uh, with uh, hamilton now and uh, in general you know it, i'm saying this championship is far from over but look out for those mercedes updates they've always been really good with those upgrades because uh, I, i'm just you know like aditya said i mean they didn't win monaco that was 2017 but anyways 2018 ferrari looked like the car that was to be beaten because nobody was being able to even come close to ferrari second half of the season bro i i don't understand how just is that how good those engineers are at mercedes they just turned the whole championship over uh, to the other side they turned all the tables towards mercedes and they won with ease I, I, it's it's hurting to say this but they won with absolute ease so yeah could this so could this, would... could there be a repetition this year i feel so yeah. because we always yeah, know i really do feel so exactly So, but like uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't go so hopeless as well you know red bull they have a genuine chance to upset you know to break the run of mercedes and, and yeah definitely the, the hunger that christian horner shows off track you know to prove even the smallest things uh to get it in red bull gives favor. us uh, yeah it gives yeah, us the it, good feeling that, 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 that yeah. the amount of ego that is there right now <laughs> exactly you won't simply let the championship go exactly and and another thing i would like to point you know i think everyone now can see this for themselves lewis hamilton is probably the luckiest driver in this decade you know yeah uh, right when when people are writing you off for the championship uh, you gain uh, 25 uh, points on uh, on your rival uh, in a race and then go on and then go on to get second place uh, despite bottling your uh, strategy you want me to be honest do you want me to be honest yeah. i kept on yeah. thinking you know it is really silly to call him luck melton lucky hamilton and yeah. everything but now thinking about it you know today morning after sebastian fettel's disqualification mm-hmm. let's just name a few places over the past in a, in a recent memory that he's been lucky 2020 britain he's been extremely lucky that the tire didn't blow up earlier okay then i mean it's hard to explain 2020 well, we can name so many 20, 2021 itself 21 21 monaco that 60 seconds later his teammate got the uh pit failure there's so many instances exactly. you know it's just a small have, instances uh, each incident yeah. play, the fact that mercedes absolutely botched up their it, it dude if it were for any other team who did that they would come last okay this <laughs> uh, hamilton should be lucky that he has a mercedes and uh, you know he's driving a mercedes or else 
What yeah. is that nonsense? Uh-huh. And and then and he, uh, the fact that up. he didn't get the fact that he didn't get taken out into C one or anything like ah oh, that was, was one more the, right. He was just in the like he was right uh, spot, right spot yeah, at the exactly. right time. right ahead of the whole carnage i i mean yeah. i think is these small things that that make him such a lucky driver and it's not been the first time you know he's been as bernie eccleston said as i mentioned in the last episode uh five years of luck for hamilton easy five six years of uh, straight luck for lewis hamilton so i think but, uh, you can't hate on him because there's you a phrase hate, harder but the harder you work you, the luckier you get that's that's the but phrase. that is this is like going into a casino and just getting those three you're getting the three in a row in a slot machine all the time it's true 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 true, true. that is a point where it has to end right and i hope it ends this year and you know verstappen uh, gets the championship because it would be good to see and verstappen deserves it for me he's brought on the fight he stepped up to the challenge brilliantly and uh for sure you're not going to see that i think the next few races are going to be telling uh, if verstappen can be champion or not he's got a rebound if mercedes in the next three in the next two three races after the summer break if they seem even if red bull wins it doesn't matter but if mercedes are still there if they're attacking then it's more or less a gone case for red bull red bull should be leagues ahead of mercedes if they even want a chance at the championship because yeah, if mercedes are there behind them then it's more or less over the chat because yeah, mercedes are known to be the upgrade kings once they get their stride going you cannot let lewis win another two races yes, in a row or anything like you can't let lewis win the next race spa is a must win monza is a must win and the next three races uh what's after monza zandvoort yeah zandvoort yeah you got to win these three races spa italy netherlands these three races are must win for red bull simply because you cannot let uh mercedes gain that momentum because you we've seen it where they start gaining that momentum spa once monza is where they team, start once the team gains momentum it's game over <laughs> like uh, especially you that could basically give you can give hamilton his eighth crown uh, yeah exactly so, yeah so three very important races for uh, red bull and you know uh, i hope they they do come through the other side uh, pretty, pretty i am neutral in that i don't mind anybody who wins uh, i would like to see I, would, in, i respect i, like I respect hamilton for the person he is I started yeah. respecting him a lot. Huge respect to both drivers. Uh yeah, exactly. But I would like to and see I a change of guard. Max also. I would like to see yeah, a change of guard in F1. I would like to see a change, you know. Uh you know something But different. Doesn't it seem weird Max is stepping as a world champion? It seems a little weird. I, I, yeah, but it's kind of destined to happen, right? Like Yeah, 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 yeah. sooner or later. So So guys, we have raised the checkered flag to the podcast. Uh you know a pretty eventful See? grand prix uh we See? have uh, content to get to keep you guys engaged through the summer break even though we've not been consistent we will try to keep you engaged through the summer break and we'll see you guys in in the form of a podcast in spa make sure to follow us on instagram that's where we'll be posting our new content uh exciting content coming uh at you guys you know pretty pretty different stuff so yeah uh, we'll see you at the end of the summer break <laughs>